Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we're inside power hour number two here inside the locker room. And I believe our good man, the uh, the DJ of DJs, a.k.a. voice actor extraordinaire, <laughs> Wesley Euler, a.k.a. junior research assistant, a.k.a. Uh, producer. The guy, yeah. A.k.a. producer, a.k.a. chief wrangler. And talent. And talent. And, and also a talent of in and of his own. Yes. Uh, Wes, I believe you have a topic that you'd like to share with us. I do. To expound upon. Yes, I've been uh, procuring. You know, if this goes well here for the next few minutes, we can make this. A, <laughs> we can make this a daily thing the rest of the way if you guys want. I've been, I've been procuring. I've been procuring as a good producer would do uh, topics that we can use here throughout a little bit of a you know I don't want to say content drought, but a slower time of the content calendar. Sure, it's probably the right way to put it. And I got a few ideas, but one hit me this morning, and this is timely. So let's jump right into this, gentlemen. The WWE, of course, uh, right. you know the 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 most powerful, the most known um, wrestling entity in this country, because there are a couple different ones now. The WWE will be taking its weekly flagship program, right? WWE Raw, which has been on Monday nights for over thirty years to Netflix starting in January of 2025. So the deal was announced this morning, $5 billion for 10 years for Netflix to be the new home of the WWE. They're going to continue to broadcast live on Monday nights like they always have, but for the first time um, since they've been with the USA Network since 1993, the three-hour live program will be going to streaming rights like I said, beginning just about a year from now, the first week in January of 2025. So where I was thinking with this, where I was going with this is we all know cable is dying and streaming is growing, right? And kind of... What is the difference between cable and streaming? I don't get the it. The cord, baby. The what? The cord. Yeah. What's the cord? Like with cable, you got a cord, right? You cut the cord. Yeah, there's a cord you cut it. You, you, that's, well, you don't really plug it into the wall. I mean, you can still plug it into the wall, but... You know, there was a I'm cable confused. connection. Yeah. No, no, no. Streaming so is all in cable. Internet. Oh, yeah, okay. Streaming is all internet. So you could use a device or you could use a television because the apps are on the TV now, right? Oh, yeah. Um, that's but before, right. you, the, the streaming used to be only on devices or you had to have some type of plug in box like the Sling Box or something mm-hmm. like Apple that. Apple TV. Uh, Apple TV you had to use or the, uh, was it the Chrome, what, what was the Chromecast or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, but now, because TVs come preloaded with apps, 
technically you can you can subscribe to the apps and you could use it from there, but it's all Wi-Fi based. There's no everything's Wi-Fi in an based. Additional cable. You don't, need a, cable. you don't need a cable box. You I, don't need... I got a new TV. I ain't getting no apps. I well, mean, no, like yeah, you know how, you, you know how you... wings and you know <laughs> oh, give me some no, apps. not appetizer <laughs> applications. Oh, I thought maybe so, they gave you, know you a little remember bonus how the, for it. The Chiefs Dolphins game was only on Peacock. Oh, like that's yeah. a streaming that, app. Okay, yeah, Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max, Disney Plus, Disney Plus. Okay, so like all of those are apps and streaming services. You will know that you have to subscribe to. You will no longer be able to watch the wwe on the tv channel that you've watched it on for 30 years or it, have it watched it will, <laughs> or have it watched yeah. on an argument <laughs> but it will be only on netflix and again five billion dollars over 10 years that's i mean that's pretty substantial it doesn't even come anywhere close to the nfl and major league baseball and the nba and it's still a sizable distance behind the nhl but it's it's got me thinking right like this is where this is all going um, the on-demand lifestyle is the one that the new consumers want, right? They don't want to sit down and have to watch something on their TV at the same time. They've got the streaming apps and, and, and more on-demand. And eventually, as that's where all the users navigate, that's where the live sports are going to navigate. You know, ESPN is doing this now with ESPN+, Plus. all these, all these different things. Um, so here's my question for you guys. How long and... <laughs> As I'm thinking this out loud, I kind of want to leave the NHL out because the NHL is the clear-cut fourth league in this country. There's nothing close to it in terms of a fifth place, in terms of the revenue and the TV contracts that they generate, but they're also not really that close to the NBA and Major League Baseball and certainly not the NFL. So I kind of want to leave the NHL out of it because that's the obvious answer. And it's so, so of the big three sports leagues, who's the first that signs a massive streaming deal? And how long before we see that? Oh, that's got to be football. I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I, 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 well, I, here's the thing about it, Max. I, it seems like they've been heading for this for the last 20 years, you know, towards yeah. a pay-per-view type of thing. Don't you think? Well, yeah, but I, I, the only pushback that I have, and this, this is now where my, my NFL PA side comes in, right? Right. Was that in order for the NFL to maintain their 501c3 status. Oh, here we go. You know, that they have. Nonprofit. Yeah. They had, they, 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 because they don't pay, you know, they don't pay taxes. And this was a ruling that they had to make TV accessible to all. Ooh. So that's why a majority of your games are still on television. That's why they're dabbling with Prime Video. And there was a question about whether that Prime. See, and I didn't understand that deal. The non-taxable yeah. status. That's yeah. crazy. So 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 that's where I wonder when do you infringe upon that? No, so that's a great point. That, so that's that, so that's my only pushback that you can do these a la carte style games, right? The Peacock, you can pick one or two Prime games that video. go to Peacock. Well, let me ask Prime you something. Video gets a Thursday night which is optional, but so, you can't touch Sunday games. Um, and Monday is even on a premium channel with ESPN, right? Because it's not a free cable channel. So, so you know, the majority of the games still have to stay majorly accessible, especially in regional markets, to the public. So that's my only pushback to where I think we can't go all streaming. I would say NBA would be my choice. Okay. Before I, let before me ask NFL. you this though. Okay, um, I got six kids. Uh, could I be a five hundred one c three? Because I'm a nonprofit. <laughs> 
You know? Yeah, yeah, no, you definitely, you definitely dole out a lot more than you keep. You know? Yeah, I should, I should be able to claim five hundred one. I knew there was, I knew there yeah, was something, something coming. Yeah. I should. Come on, yeah. I, the, you, Wolf the, is a kids. charitable yeah, organization yeah, in and of itself. <laughs> That's what it is. Hey, Max, Wolf can't log into the computer in this studio without me. Can I claim him as a dependent when I find? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but wait, is, oh my god! So that's yeah. what, that was my follow up for you, Max, because I'm not sure. Like the NBA, Major League Baseball, are they nonprofits as well too, or is that just the NFL who's finagled the that? The NFL had the most unique one because they were the first league to really negotiate that. Okay. Um, but we also we, like we have the other constrictions, right? We're the only hard cap. Um, other other leagues have a softer cap, mm-hmm. so I think they have different things in place. But I know specifically from my standpoint and my expertise. That was one of like kind of kind of the uh, you know the linchpins and the foundational things with the NFL and their agreement with the government. So that's where I think NBA has a little bit more flexibility because they have NBA TV um, that they do some things, NBA League Pass, mm-hmm. those type of deals where subscriber based, um, not necessarily in the region, but I think they still have to keep regional um, flexibility open. So. That's one that I think NBA I think is looser and MLB because there's just way too many games. Yes, um, they yes. have they have they have so many different revenue partners and and television deals and then you know isolate like city networks that they, that they work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think theirs is a little bit looser and I don't think they necessarily get the same right kind of exemption status. Like MLB teams sell their own TV rights, don't they? Correct, yeah. and they sell multiple. Right, multiple. Right, like the Pirates. Mm-hmm. The Pirates have it's. It was AT and T Sportsnet. Now it's Pittsburgh Sportsnet. You know, the Yankees have the Yes Network. The Red yeah. Sox have NESN. But you think yeah, about so, football. So, Football's yeah. got like out of the top one hundred shows. There's like ninety five so, yeah. of them. Ninety seven of them. Yeah, it's crazy. Exactly. But because of access, right? Because now, right, you right. have access to free television. People can watch. Right. So you're you're always going to have a larger consumption number compared to everybody else hence why you see the three-letter networks have it because guess what all those stations are accessible on any cable network or with or without a cable subscription you can always get fox pbs abc nbc right you know you can get all of those readily available to you whether you have the cord or not so that's what also drives your viewer numbers the more restrictions you put mm-hmm. on, like premium channels, ESPN, sure. Sure. NBA TV, NFL Network, NFL Network yep. MLB Network, right? Those, you have to pay for that next tier package for those. So, therefore, your viewer number is already going to get cut mm-hmm. down by at least a third, if not more. So, that's why the NFL keeps some of the top-rated uh, contests, just like uh, most watched divisional game ever was at Chiefs-Bills, over mm-hmm. 50 mil mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. watching it. You can't get that with most most things. And it's also a one-and-done series versus a series like the other sports. Yeah, best of That's one, true. best of. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, what do you think the future is? So I mean, they're going to keep – You ready? Like, That's where I was going to go okay. with this. Honestly, I do think yeah. eventually a league will – like a similar to this, Major League Baseball signs a contract with Hulu. You know what I mean? And if you live in the Pittsburgh market, you can get the Pirates games on TV still. But other than that, every other game is, is going to be on Hulu or something like that. Yeah. I – I think one of these leagues goes to, you ready for this, 
a social media network before they go to a streaming platform. Because Ooh. if you're baseball, Ooh. let's use baseball as an example, right? You're, you're constantly, the young demographic is so big for baseball because it's got the oldest average fan of any of the major sports leagues. If you could, yeah. get, if you could get baseball games streaming on TikTok, don't you think that would be huge? If you could get baseball games streaming on YouTube, don't you think that would be huge? Like, I think that's more how you tap into the, I'm using air quotes, the young demographic, you know, the 16 yeah. to the 25-year-olds or whatever that they're always trying to nab. That's where those people are living now is YouTube and TikTok and, and, and Instagram, you know, even more so than Netflix and, and Disney+. Plus. So, full disclosure, I used to do my college games uh, when I worked for a stadium. Uh, when I when I first started out, my games were streaming on Twitter and uh, and <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. So I mean, there. So I I think I would say the collegiate level would be more likely mm-hmm. to hmm. do that before a pro league would. Well, that's where all those things always start too, right? And then yeah. kind of yeah, they, they they start grassroots. Like, they'll all be keeping an eye level. on this WWE Netflix thing for the next ten years to see how it goes. Well, you know? when 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 is oh, they going to have a union for the players in college? <laughs> I mean, not too much oh, longer. You know, I mean, because yeah, along this coming soon. Yeah, I got a feeling. <laughs> you know, yeah, this... they're going to want to be in on all these network uh, negotiations right now. It starts with NIL, but yeah, I mean, well, and Northwestern isn't that what the premise was that ended up getting us to this whole transfer portal? NIL was the Northwestern students were trying to unionize. That's mm-hmm. right. There was something about that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I actually, so, I did. So, I mean, a, so it has been there. I did a football clinic years ago at uh, Northwestern. You know, for uh, their offensive line guys, and um, they, I, if I recall, they, their endowments were like eleven or twenty billion. Cool. I mean, just ridiculous. Uh, you know, months, yeah, they just got they got prestigious entrepreneurial college. Yeah. Yes. Um, prestigious. Yes. Prestigious. Upper crust, blue blood, so to speak. Yes, like um, a New York style pizza. Oh, God. <laughs> upper crust. Well, I, 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 yeah, I hope it's upper crust and not blue crust. Um, <laughs> that's mold. Um, in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> yeah. I hate when that happens. That's how you get blue exactly. cheese, though. <laughs> it, that is true. Good for cheese, not good for dough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's, and it's bleh, not yeah. blue, bleh, because they switched the U and the E around. Oh, it yeah, sounds blah. fancier that way. <laughs> one last uh, one last kicker of this story for you guys that okay. I thought was interesting. Yeah. Uh, as part of this deal between the WWE and Netflix, the Netflix side of things, so the streamer side, is going to be a part of developing scripted television and scripted movies from WWE's promotions intellectual property. So basically, oh, okay. Netflix is getting a seat at the creative table in this as well, too. Really? Got it. Well, you know, because remember, for a while, WWE would put out their own movies of of their wrestling right. stars as right. actors. Hence, like why John, like John Cena, Cena and The Rock, Dave and these Batista, guys. The Rock, all the Batista, like they had all these Stone movies. Cold's been Cena, in some movies. Yeah, Stone Cena was yeah. funny. I, I like. Oh, he's Cena. great. He he's really out, he's great. outstanding. Yeah. yeah, he's made the full transition. I mean, he he he's just an entity now, just like The Rock is. I, mean, I remember you know, one time when we were leaving for a flight, uh, Andre the Giant was in the uh, airport. I couldn't believe how big he was. Just a massive, massive yeah. human being. That's hand the size of your well, face. Oh yeah, bigger well, than my well, head. Well, when we did, um, when we did uh, the guest host, when when, uh, when uh, Ben was a guest manager. Yeah. For uh, for Raw. Okay. I, re- I remember we, we 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 went we went and sat in the back with Big Show. 
The Big Show, yeah, that's Dude, right. The Big Show is humongous. I mean, I thought I was a large human. Right. Nope. Nope. Small <laughs> in comparison to him. It I was, remember him was, being I on a uncanny. cruise I was on. Yeah. Yeah, I thought yeah, we he, he, Yeah, no. No, yeah. If he decided to lean on one side of the ship, everybody need to go to the other side. Yeah. Just to keep balance. Like, he, he's that large of, of a human. This is you talking. This is yeah, exactly. Talking. This is me talking. Yeah. And so I remember we, we went because we had to do this, you know, we had to do the script reads and go over everything for the night. And, and it, it was just crazy to see him in like some dockers and some and, and glasses <laughs> sitting down like with the leg crossed, you know, like like we're actually doing a real table read here. I'm like, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? This this is this is this is uncanny. And he's just sitting there and he's just we're going through the, just going through everything. And I'm just like. The Big Show wears doctors. <laughs> How about that? You know, because he has a unitard on it. He's humongous. And, yep. and the big black boots, you know. And then you see him in some, like, some dockers and, and, and some boat shoes. Actually, you know, it's funny. I actually had a bigger foot than him, though. That was a funny thing. Oh, really? Ooh, um, yeah. Kidding. His foot's wider. Mine is longer. So, I mean, so it, it was it was pretty funny. We were like, where do you get your shoes? Where do you get where your you shoes? shoes? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so, my yeah, goodness. No. Yeah. Funny. All right. Well, hey, this this segment. That was a good topic, uh, Not Wes. bad, right? I appreciate that. We want to continue to do this every day the rest of the way. I'll Absolutely. come up with something you for you just, guys. Yeah, exactly. Topic du jour. Topic de Wes. <laughs> topic. El topico de Wes Lee. Exactly. Topics of West. Discussion du jour. Yes. Now go away. There we go. Or I'll taunt you a second time. All right, well, before... taunt you a second time. There you go. Well, before we get taunted a second time, we're going to step aside and take a commercial break here, pay off with the sponsors. We'll be back with more Inside the Locker Room here, Fox Sports Pittsburgh, SNR Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, just to clean up a little business from yesterday. Uh, you know, the, it was accused of the Buff Bills by Donovan Smith, who was a tackle uh, for the Chiefs, that uh, there was no hot water in the Chiefs locker room after the game up at Highmark Stadium there um, this past weekend. So right now we've got the, the Erie County press secretary, Peter Anderson, said false. <laughs> he said, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> Sounds like something a press secretary would say. I would say. think it does sound kind of rather, you know, what, what a press secretary would come and go, oh, that's all false. But he said there's no way to turn hot water off on one side or the other. There are two huge water tanks which feed both home and away locker rooms, so there's no way to turn off the hot water in one locker room without turning it off in the other. And so, yeah, okay, uh, it makes no sense. I wonder what's going on. You know, maybe they just ran out of hot water because, you know, some guys got in earlier and they used up all the hot water, and then all you got left is cold water on account of the fact they used up all the hot water. So I'm just, you know, kind of demystifying that. I can't believe that they'd uh, run out. Of, I know that they wouldn't shut off the water, except if it was Al Davis who was pulling the. <laughs> I'm telling so, you, so yes. there is one exception. There is one exception, 
And that was, and I go back again because I, I, I will tell the story yet again. When we went out to L.A. to play the Raiders in the playoffs, and we were out there, and we went to the L.A. Coliseum, and lo and behold, somebody left the, uh, the uh, sprinklers on on the football field. So we couldn't go out onto the stadium. So we had to go to the USC practice facility, whereupon that was about a mile away, maybe just a little less from the L.A. Coliseum. So we took a bus down there. We go, we practice, come back off, and lo and behold, all the buses are gone. I'm sorry, not buses gone. The bus drivers are gone. There's buses, but there's no bus drivers. You got like two or three buses there and no bus drivers. There's no, st- there's no coffee shops around. There's nowhere to go. They were absent. So what do we do? You got to walk back to the stadium in your cleats, walking along in the concrete, and you go into the locker room, and what happens? There's no, no hot water. All right, so you got cold water. And everybody, that's when we started yelling, Al, because, you know, Al did something. Bribed the bus drivers. I don't know. You know, they shut off the water. But regardless, there was just always something afoot with Al Davis. Well, uh, and so you, so, you, so you don't think that the Buffalo Bills were capable of that? Only Bottom line, the, uh, I don't think yeah, anybody's as line. nefarious as Al Davis. Al, Al was okay. nefarious. Okay, I, I got to right, go well, there. That, 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 that's, a, that's a big word, too. Yeah, that nefarious. is. So I get double points for that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Hoopy, Hoopy, yeah. he, gets, he, gets, he gets an extra cherry on top of his, his, his uh, pot roast. Salad. There you go. <laughs> now, let me. Oh, that is something you got to have. Yeah, sometime. I know. I, I, just, you know, I just, That's something you got to drop. Right okay, yeah. uh, TJ Watt and Miles Killebrew have been named to the Pro Football Writers Association All NFL Team, Max. So this is for T.J. Watt. It's his fourth time for Miles Killaroo. That would be Harmon's boy. Uh, that's his first time. 13 tackles, 11 solo this year. He was also selected to the Pro Bowl. I got to tell you this. I love Miles Killebrew. You know, I mean, this is a hardworking dude who comes in and punches the clock like unbelievable. Hardworking guy, well-spoken, smart um, one of these guys that, you know, I've, I've had the, uh, the blessing of being able to interview him. So just getting to know him a little bit, f- very classy dude, uh, has a real heart for um, helping others, things of that nature. And yet uh, this guy here is on the field. He's an absolute killer. Well, I thought it was going to last longer. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, there we go. But, no, I, I think, you know, when you look at Miles, I mean – it's it's a position that often gets overlooked. Sure, you know because it's like a special teams. Like, yes, you know, and, and it's like oh, it's this melange of different skill sets that come onto the field. But you realize those are essential parts of the game, right? I mean, think about the difference that a kick return, a punt return, or a block, a like block, miles. <sighs> yeah, like a like a block on on one of those teams or a field goal attempt. Like if there's a block on a field goal or there's a block on a punt or there's a return that goes for a touchdown on a, on a, on a kick return. Like those are difference makers in the game that really alter the course of how that game is played. Right. And neither offense nor defense had to do anything or could do anything to affect that play. And that's where your special teams are. It's the X factor. And when you think about those type of contributions and what miles did this year, I mean, you're talking about blocking a tip, on a punt, changes the field position. It gives your offense the upper hand in those situations or a block on field goal takes points off the board mm-hmm. that the opponent was was banking in on. 
because your defense had done a good enough job to keep them out of the end zone, and now they've got to attempt this said field goal, and you put this special unit together that's designed to neutralize that. And when they do, because it happens not so often, man, you got to rejoice in that. And the fact that Miles Killebrew was in on so many of those and just had a knack for it, and has had a knack for it his time here, um, it's pretty it's pretty special when you think about four block punts in his career. And that tip, I still believe that was a block versus mm-hmm. a tip. I know it went beyond the line of scrimmage. Yeah, right. But, but it severely affected, you know, the field position and how that team covered and then what the, the, the rest that you put your defense on the field with because of that play happening um, as an opponent. Um, and, and like you said, just very well poised, um, you know, Always, always attentive, always in in the moment, and just re- ready and a well studied young man. So, no, definitely kudos to Miles, and of course, I mean TJ is TJ, right? I yeah, mean, exactly. Kind of what are you going to say you about describe that? Describe him. Yeah. You, yeah, you can't say anything else. Uh, ding, ding, ding! Color me surprised. Uh, <laughs> the guy who led the league in sacks made first for all the, the third NFL time team. in his NFL career. You know, I mean, that's, exactly. that is amazing what he's accomplished, amazing what he does. You know, the thing about him, he is not merely an edge rusher, though. I mean, the, he is bigger than that spot, the, the kind of definition you go by, you know, the edge rusher. I mean, because he does so many other things, whether it's interceptions, coverage, whether it's chasing guys down, tackles for loss. I, I just think he's, you know, the, he is somebody special that offensive coordinators, they have to specifically game plan to try to neutralize what they're getting there. And that's why I think Alex Highsmith is so uh, dynamic on the other side because as soon as you start double-teaming and chipping, then you got to chip again with Alex on the other side. I mean, I know he didn't get as many sacks as he got last year, but you know what? His pressures and his ability to get up the field and force quarterbacks off their their sweet spot as they're standing in the pocket is something that is is really – uh, a, a great um, a great addition to that pass rush because, again, you always talk about it. The edge rushers are, are, are responsible for the width of the pocket, and then the tackles are responsible for the depth of the pocket. And uh, that's what we've got thus far is a pretty good squeeze going on. Yeah, no, it's definitely a squeeze, just like squeezing an orange, a.k.a. <laughs> what I just ate. Um <laughs> Well, well yeah, at least no, you're I eating mean, fruit, right? I mean, you're getting your that, fruit. That is true. Get my vitamin C, right? Yeah. Weather change. You don't want to get a little sick. Can't so do keep that. The vitamin C pumped in. Uh, but I, th- I think even like when you look at yeah the tandem of those edges and forcing everything up the middle, and like you said, this and this is also where you insert a Cam Hayward, right? Keanu Benton type. That can be in there, and you're forcing the flow to those to, to those to those type of dudes. Right. That that's that's a good recipe for success. You constrict off what an offense can do, and and a quarterback's escapability. That's why it's always important to compress that pocket around them and not allow them avenues to get out. I think that's what makes it you know th- that unit so good. They know how to do that on Lamar Jackson. Right. And. And he, that's why he doesn't have success against us. No. And you look at the success that they have everywhere else, but because of that intimate knowledge, we seem to always fare better than everybody else in that category. Now, the other ones you don't play as much, a la Josh Allen, um, and you try and do it, and it's a little bit tougher. And when it's a bigger body type, you can't swipe at the ankles. you got, you got to hit that dude hard, and you got to wrap tackle him, or else he will slide and wiggle away 
and, and, and make and make you pay. So it, it is something that is a special skill set. And that's why you can tell when you don't have a TJ, his just his relentless pursuit just just is what is what sets him head and shoulders above really a lot of the rest of the competition. And I know Wes already said that Miles Garrett's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year this year. I don't. I, I just can't believe Boo. it. Boo. 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 Um, Boo. I just don't see how you could, in good conscience, pick a Miles Garrett when TJ. When you look at hey, who's the tops? Where's he's the tops in the category? TJ's on top of him for most of the categories, and then maybe tied with him or slightly behind him, and maybe one right, maybe one category. Um, he set the pace for literally all outside backers. And Micah Parsons is just in the top three. Yeah, I mean, what, TJ's got what, he's got 19 sacks this year? Correct. Yes, the 19 most. sacks, and I think Micah had 14, and Miles had 14, somewhere around there. And then I think yeah. tackles for loss, uh, TJ's at the top, or, um, you know, within a, a tackle or two of the top, uh, you know, interceptions, Fumbles, you know, all that stuff. He, de- so he definitely said, has more interceptions and fumble recoveries than both Miles and Micah. There you go. I, I just, again, that's sure. that's one of those things where it's like they they're getting, um, uh, you know, too too full of TJ. They're like, uh, you know, uh, we got to find somebody else. No, if the man well, earned it, the, the guy earned it. You know, yeah, Aaron Donald got it back to back. Why why, why right. can't TJ you're have right. a two out of three? Yeah, you're exactly right. There's no question about that. It should be that yeah. way. It should be. Listen, you honor the greatest at the position. You don't honor it greatest except for. You don't put an asterisk next to that. When you're defensive player of the year, you were the best player on defense for that year. Hence, defensive player of the year. Right. That's just it. It's not uh, best newcomer defensive player of the year. Right. It's not, hey – Good job, well, player of the year. Yep. No. If you're the best, get honored for being the best. And that's what that award's for, the best. And you get a chance to statistically prove it. You know, I mean, that's there's, I, I don't know how you, you – A lot of quite, old ta- tangible metrics. Yeah. A lot of tangible metrics and success. Comparable now, you were saying, tangible metrics. Yeah, yeah, that, exactly, that you can compare. It's not like offensive line where it's kind of, you know, a little arbitrary. <laughs> you got you to look beyond it and you got to yeah. depend – Depend on a on an algorithm to get those guys to being. Why is he a first team All Pro versus the other guy? You know, it gets a little subjective. Who goes to the Pro Bowl? Who doesn't go to the Pro Bowl? It can be subjective in that because there's no tangible stats outside of how many penalties he, he have, or how many quote unquote sacks he give up, and then even in that, you have to be skilled to know what's the actual player sack versus a coverage sack, and how and and do you have to attach it to a player or not? You know, regardless if it's your guy, but if the quarterback's been holding it for five and a half seconds and this been is, running around this like is a why nervish. Yeah. This is why we're on the all alternate team, Max. <laughs> you and me. Exactly. <laughs> we're alternates. It all comes full circle here. <laughs> no, no, no question about it. Exactly. Well, I, I, I simply look at number one, TJ again, well-earned. Um, just something that he, he's been spectacular throughout his career. Uh, I'm just glad to see Miles Killebrew receive acknowledgement for the great work he's done. I believe he's got more punt blocks, more kick blocks than uh, like half the teams in the NFL over the last couple of years. I mean, he's yeah, yeah, all by himself. By himself, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, I, he's, he is a special team. I asked, I asked Danny about it. He goes, you know, he works really hard at it. He studies the film, comes out here, and he really 
works on that opportunity when it's when it's given to him to be able to get after blocking a kick. And you know, you appreciate that because when you see that's a special skill. Not everybody's got that ability to lay out, time it, and get it that kick time after time. But yet you see Miles Killebrew doing it. So congratulations, Miles. Congratulations, uh, TJ Watt. Uh, we are going to be back with more as we come up to the Bell Lap. Mac's going to kick it off, and we'll be heading into the Bell Lap after this. is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on Fox Sports Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, it is the bell lap time inside the locker room. Correct. Early lunch warning system for a Tuesday afternoon has been engaged. And, you know, this has been a fun show, Wolf. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's about clearing up little things from last week, you know. I mean, we had the, uh, the, yeah. the heart thing going with Travis Kelsey. You know, we had uh, Jason yeah. Kelsey jumping in and out of a, a suite and – Going shirtless, that sort of thing, and then we had to clear up the mess about whether there was hot water or not in the Chiefs, you know, uh, you know, uh, the shower, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, so, locker room. I mean, yeah. we've definitely done some sleuthing. Yeah, it's been a very investigative week. For By us the way, here. did you did you see the um, video of Josh Allen going up and putting his arm around Tyler Bass as they're walking off the field? I thought that was no. pretty cool. Yeah, no, I mean, well, and, and considering that Tyler Bass had to leave uh, social media because he yeah. was getting death threats. I, this, uh, that's terrible. Come on, people. It's ridiculous. That I is mean, just horrible. Listen, yeah, I get, I get it. There, there, there's, there's, you no, know, you can't, you can't spell fanatic without spelling fan. But at the same time, <laughs> you yeah. can't, you can't also, uh, you know, it's, it's a job. Yes. I mean, you, you know. And, and this is a very pressure-filled moment. 
in, in a big time moment. And yes, I mean, you're not going to be perfect all the time. And he made a human error. But listen, blame anybody. Bl- blame, but you know, you have to blame everybody. Right? Everybody had a part that. in that. Yeah. Because you could you could have not been in that situation where it had to be that. Exactly you know, so. Like you said, you were in the red zone two other times, tight red zone, and he made the kick because you didn't put the ball in the end zone. That would have definitely changed the course of that game, considering it was a three-point game. Right. Um, so to put that blame on one person uh, it's just, in that moment, I shame. just, you know, I'm just, I'm completely against it. And, and, and it is a shame when... But then again, I also remember that there were grown adults throwing snowballs at that stadium. Yeah, that's very true. You know, I mean, that's disappointing that the Buffalo fans would treat uh, the opposition like that. They should have better class, in my mind, than that. That's for sure. Because people don't realize what snowballs that turn into ice balls at night, how hard they can hit yeah. when they get through that face mask. They go through there and, yeah. you know, you, you get caught in the eye with that. I have, I've seen or you the, don't have a face mask yeah. on two blocks. Says, says yeah, snowball, there you ball. go. I, you know, I mean, there, there's truth in that. So I look at that, and I, I just thought it was really poignant of Josh Allen to come up and and put his arm around Tyler Bass, say, it, you know, just give him, you know, a little bit of comfort. Just saying, hey, we're with you. It's, not, it's a bummer. It's a bummer for all of us. But we put you in a, a bad position. You know, we we're yeah. all got, we all got the blood on our hands in this loss, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the blame pie can get split, spread around to everybody equally. And, that you know, like you said, it's a good gesture for a guy like Josh Allen and, and his standing not only right, as a leader. You know, on the team as a leader, but in the community and also the face of a franchise, right? Yep. Um, when, you can, when you can extend that to a player, that, you know, that's definitely, you know, one of the things I've learned about special specialists, they 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 beat themselves up mentally yeah. way more than people think or know or understand and i mean even more so than a lot of guys on our team so they have to go to a different level because they don't get the benefit of 60 70 upwards of 80 plays offense or defensively right, right? they get these few in between moments where they go from static to frenzied on <laughs> yeah. the sideline, right? And you have to you have to be able to perform that one moment between every 30 or so other moments and be ready and willing at a moment's notice. And yeah, sometimes it gets the better of you um in that. But I mean, but yeah, that that, that was just ridiculous when I read that that he had to, he had to quit social media because the fans we're, we're, we're making threats on his life. That's, that's, that's just, pretty, that's pretty that's remarkably horror. bad. Well, what do you think Scott Norwood is thinking? <laughs> you know, oh. You're talking about company in the history misery of the Buff Bills. Scott Norwood, you know, wide right. You, you, I don't know. I, yeah. He's, he's got a there's feel always, for him, I'm sure. There's always this weird moment, guys. You see it from time to time when a fan base goes from the lovable loser to losing their cool. Yeah, like I, you remember, yeah. you remember Steve Bartman, the Chicago yes. Cubs fan, and yes. everything. Like yes. the, oh, yeah. Wrigley Field's the friendly confines, right? And the yep. nicest people, and to go see a game, and yeah, it never goes our way, but we're great fans. And 
And then all of a sudden, there's a moment like that that can just flip that script. And all of a sudden, your friendliness, your... Your crazies come out. It it goes a complete 180. If we never win, this always happens to us. I'm going to lash out with my frustration, and I'm not going to be the nice, friendly reputation. And I think that missed field goal might have been that Steve Bartman-type moment. Like, the Bills have been the lovable losers for so long, and now they're like, man, screw this. It just turns to anger. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not be. saying it's right. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's right, but it's yeah. just it feels like we've seen this fish before, and it reminded me a lot yeah. of that Bartman thing with Cubs fans because same type of reputation as as Bills fans. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now here's my question, since we're talking about the Bills still, um, <laughs> where are we at with Josh Allen? I mean, is he a tier one quarterback, a top tier? Uh, you 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 can go far with this guy type of quarterback. I think he is. Is he still in that conversation? I I, okay. I think he is. Uh, I I know that he's got the uh, issue with interceptions and everything. You know, matter of fact, I was just looking up Terry Bradshaw's stuff last night. You know, he was throwing the year before they went to the first Super Bowl. We threw like twenty four interceptions. You know, you should look at Franco's fumble numbers at some point when you have time too. Really, it's cra- it's just crazy how ball security was not valued back in that era like it is now. Oh. It, I, I remember Chuck talking it off. Look at Terry's numbers much. and look at yeah. Franco's numbers, man. Yeah, I mean it's just crazy, you know. I mean, uh, just but I yeah, Josh Allen, I, I consider him an, a franchise quarterback. Okay, all right. So here, here well, franchise quarterback and yeah. top tier in like unicorn, right, Max? Yeah, yeah. I'm talking like. Is he a top five quarterback in this league? I, mm. I think that four. I think there's four unicorns in the NFL right now at quarterback. Mahomes, and he's kind right. of in his own. He's a unicorn. Yeah, he's unicorn. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. really but, one of. The, yeah. But then on his heels, I would have uh, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Josh Allen. Yeah. Not specifically in that okay. order, but I think those four are kind of a tier above everybody else personally. Yeah. yeah I okay. I, I think he's yeah. So, Go ahead. So 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 you don't think. Uh, let's just throw them out there. Uh, Tua? Not like those no. four. No, not okay. the same class. Uh, like, I think Herbert's Jackson great. Herbert. What about not Jalen like those Hurts? Four. No. Hurts, no. not like Jalen those Hurts. four. Uh, I mean, Jared Goff's playing Kirk great Cousins. right now, not those four. Kirk Cousins, no. Um, just, yeah. he, he would be one level Brock below. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, nope, still not there. Uh, but I would put him with Kirk Cousins. And with okay. the possibility of advancing, maybe I think we've seen it in flashes from Matt Stafford, but just not. Con- he hasn't health wise hasn't Boy, been consistent he, enough since that Super Bowl. And he's old. Yeah, yeah, He's he's old. And he's geriatric. Yes. <laughs> uh, just because I mean, you know, and listen, Matt Stafford might have made an argument earlier in his career, like you said, Super Bowl year, yeah. year before yeah. that, might have been in the conversation. You know. Aaron Rodgers. Where are we at with Aaron Rodgers? Cool. He's, st- he's still an active quarterback in the NFL. Wait and see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I'd much rather – I wish he was still in the NFC instead of the AFC because most of these quarterbacks that yeah, we are mentioning exactly. seem like they're falling on our are side of things. all AFC quarterbacks, uh, and that's why – I think – isn't be... that Jimmy Kimmel's favorite quarterback, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I think on opposite day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, on opposite day he is, yeah. Definitely after the way he came after Jimmy on Pat McAfee, I don't think they'll be exchanging. What about what about Dak so. there, Max? Dak Prescott Definitely is interesting. Dak. He's an interesting yeah. case. He really is an interesting case to me. Yeah, 
He's so hot and cold, man. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I mean, when he's great, he is lights out. Like you said, you could make an argument for him in the top four. Yeah. And then when he's bad, I mean, you're like, oh my god, <clears throat> this dude's like bottom four. Yeah. Um. So that's why I I just I can't. He doesn't have the the, the killer instinct. Um. Now who? Now how about this? Uh, the next tier coming up because I think Kyler Murray's kind of in this category. Um, mm. where we're like, where, where, where are, will they have a jump and when will that jump be? CJ Stroud, another one yep. I put in That's that a guy, in a, in up and comer, yep. man. Jordan that Love, guy is, too, maybe. Yeah, yeah Jordan, Love Jordan Love goes into that category as well. Even though Jordan, you know, Jordan, like Kyler, they're older, but, you know, just the experience, uh, you know, that they've had is still very relatively young. You know, this um, is a good conversation. Sleep. Yeah. I, we should maybe carry yeah. this into tomorrow. I think we carry this let's, tomorrow. Let's do quarterback tiers yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Why don't we do yeah, different you know quarterbacks? Yes. Yeah, we're we're think... going to do quarterback power rankings. How about okay. that? We'll do quarterback <laughs> right. power rankings tomorrow on the show. And that'll be a, that'll, that'll be a good fun exercise. Yeah. That'll be a fun exercise that'll to do good. tomorrow. Yeah. All right. And then, of course, you know. No Wednesdays without complete without our good friend Jim Wexel joining the broadcast tomorrow as well. Um, That is it for the show, right? Yep. Uh, He's the Wolfman, a.k.a. Craig Wolfley. Uh, I am Max. A.k.a. Max. (laughs) A.k.a. The Max. Lay Max. Um, Wesley Euler, a.k.a. Big Dub on the ones and twos. And then, of course, the Sensei Brian LaMartina. We have uh, Junior Squirrel Trainer, a.k.a. CJ, <laughs> also somewhere, I'm sure, keeping us uh, afloat. Also, shout out to the to, to the microphone guy that came in and fixed the microphones right before the show. Yeah, yeah. head engineer uh, Lou. Blue Lou. Big there we go. Lou. There we go. Big Lou. Big Lou Sweet on, Lou. on no, the no, mic, no. literally. No, no. Big, big Lou is, is, is little Lou. <laughs> Sweet Lou. <Okay. laughs> Sweet Lou. Yes. Sweet, hey, Sweeten Lou. Well, Sweet and Lou. Oh, brother. Okay. We're really scraping the bottom yeah. of the barrel here. We, we are. We're, we're going way too, way too far with these nicknames. All right. That is a show. Tune in tomorrow. Same black and gold channel. Same black and gold time here. Go out and make it a great day. Hey, guys. You know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.